Welcome to the Zone Former Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabex, joined once again by my fabulous co-host, Andy Spatiri. Hello, everybody. This week, we're going to take a look at uh, a few things, one of which being uh, Ganon from Breath of the Wild. As some of you may have read, or as apparently most of you may have read, because there's a huge amount of comments on Facebook and uh, Zelda Informer about it, we're going to talk about the final boss of Breath of the Wild um, and, and how to fix that. So we're going to be script doctors. Um, but first, I kind of want to talk about the Switch for a little bit. Um, in terms of uh, something that's been bothering me since it, uh, so this past maybe two weeks, um, we've learned that, uh, Rhyme has been delayed, but specifically for the Switch. And the same with Ukulele. Um, we've known this for a while that mm-hmm. they were going to be delayed releases, but to me that kind of makes me a little worried because... Typically, when you have delayed releases for games, A, people aren't going to buy them because they already have them for another system, um, and B, that means that there's something wrong with the game in porting it over um, that's making it difficult. Granted, these have been indie companies, so um, <clears throat> Playtonic is an indie company. Uh, they're not a AAA publisher, um, and the same thing with the people that are doing Rhyme, I think. Um, I don't know that much about Rhyme, but both of them have been pushed back. Um, and we don't know, we don't really know the date for ukulele. I don't know if we have a date for Rhyme. They might both just be summer 2017 for the Switch. Um, but that's a little worrying for me because, yeah, yeah, it, it just, um, it doesn't I was, I was a little worried back when they, uh, like back when the first video showed Skyrim, the, uh, the enhanced version of Skyrim coming to Switch. So, I mean, I was, that was a little bit of a warning sign for me right there is when it's coming, cause what, Skyrim comes out. Do we, we know how the date for that still, right? Uh, no, I think it's summer or fall or something. So, like a, like a long time after it came out on yeah. uh, Xbox and, and PS4 anyways. So that was the first warning sign. Um, I was kind of reading into the ukulele yesterday, and that's, uh, like, like I'd, I'd like to I'd like to play it because it looks like kind of a retro throwback to the, to the good old rare days on N64. But... You know, if it's not coming, I'd rather play it on Switch for portability. But if it's not coming out for months on end, then yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's disappointing. <clears throat> Apparently, Rhyme is coming out May twenty sixth. So I was wrong about the release date, but st- still, that's a significantly. <clears throat> it, it... Well, and Ukulele is the type of game that seems like it was made for the Switch. Like that's kind of the, yeah. The core, the core audience that you would picture gravitating towards Ukulele is on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's very reminiscent of Banjo-Kazooie, um, purposefully. Uh, and I was... Rhyme comes out May 26th, but we don't know when it comes out for the Switch. Um, <clears throat> so, to, to me, when we have dates that have been pushed back, and dates that have... Uh, that aren't, like, set, they're TBD. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I think I'm getting... Coming down with a cold, so bear with me. But I think that the issue is... Are we going to see more of this with other games? So whenever another third-party game comes out, is it going to be PlayStation 4, Xbox, okay, Scorpio, since that's being announced soon, um, Xbox One, PC, and then three or two or three months later, we get the Switch version? Uh, uh, well, I mean, 
One, one thing to consider too is that the developers would have presumably had the, the dev kits for Xbox and PS4 <coughs> long before they would have had the, the Switch dev kits. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully it's a speed bump and as developers get more familiar with the, uh, with the technology, they can, they can bang up games quicker. But um, it, is, it is a troubling trend for sure. That's the kind of stuff that sunk the Wii U. Um, and eventually, it <clears throat> game that they weren't getting ports at all, uh, not even not even a couple months later. So yeah, uh, I I hope it's a, a case of them maybe uh, their unfamiliarity with the with the dev systems like, causing a little bit of a delay. Uh, I hope it's that rather than just the alternative. Yeah, and I mean like you you brought up Skyrim, <clears throat> where you have a, a game that first off a game that came out years ago. Uh, and then the remaster came out sometime, I think it was November. Um, you have that game that's been out for a while, and it's still taking them a while to get to Skyrim and to get to the Switch. And here's the thing, we don't know if it's the remastered version. Um, that hasn't been confirmed yet. What we know is that Skyrim is coming to the Switch, but we don't know to what extent. Um, we hope it's the remastered version. Um... I feel like it's got to be the remastered version, but the fact that no one has said for sure is also troubling. Yeah, that makes me wonder if they even know if they're going to be able to bring it over. And again, this this could be a question of power, um, or this could just be a question of whether or not they think it's important. Um, <clears throat> but I, I Nintendo's been posting or sharing this comment, and they've been paying to have the ad on Facebook uh, for the Nintendo Switch, um, like pop up in news feeds uh, over and over again and they talk about playing three games say get your switch so you could play breath of the wild you could play arms and splatoon 2 and only one of those games is out and the other ones like we don't have a do we have a definitive date for splatoon 2 or is it just summer yeah it's, it's just summer 2017 um I think so uh, I've I've seen a big push for one to switch. To be fair, I I went to a movie the other day and they played a commercial for it, um, like in the movie itself. Yeah, or like before the movie. I mean, <coughs> and I have one to switch, and I love the game. It's just that that's that's a game you can't play on your own. Um, no, I bought Super Clips and it's a blast, but I would never play it on my own either. Yeah, and so there's there's the problem, and 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 this is something that I've well, you know they they have a best sellers option on the eShop now, which doesn't make sense because. Every game on there is like technically a bestseller for the Switch. Yeah, and and so you have again blows my mind that there are Neo Geo games on there as opposed to Nintendo games, um, but you have all those Neo uh, I Geo. I feel like games. it's safe to assume that they're uh, that they're they're waiting for E three to say like this is our virtual console platform and by the way it's it's all available today. Yeah, it's just so like I can I can understand that, but it definitely leaves people to switch in, in a little bit of a lurch. While they're waiting for what's next. Yeah, because, you know, I, I have Breath of the Wild and then I have Binding of Isaac. Um, and both of those are great games. But there comes a point at which you want to see more stuff for the Switch. Even if it's not something that you can buy right off the bat. It's just having that option too. Um, and we've been, you know, promised uh, ARMS soon. Q2 2017. That's around this time. Um <laughs> And so we're heading into uh, that that time when we need to start seeing these games come out because there's a dry period right now where there's no no real new games coming out for the Switch aside from Mario Kart Deluxe, which is a port. Um, and then there's one other game that's coming out, or it already came out, 
Um, that was Lego City Undercover, and that's plagued with problems also. Um, the load time takes about 45 seconds between each, uh, I guess, load or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and Has Been Heroes isn't doing that well critically. So you're you're left with these these. I can't even remember what that game is now that I'm thinking about it. Was that the one? Was that the sprite game? Um, it's the one that's that a, that's a different game. It's the one that's made by the guys that did the Trine trilogy, where you're three P. It's a, it's like an RPG, a roguelike RPG. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, it's been getting fives and six across the board. It's not getting that highly rated. Um, and so you have these mediocre games coming out. I can't say anything about Snake Pass. I haven't played it. I, it it looks like kind of interesting uh, I, i've heard some warm things about it from uh from some people i think ign gave it uh, a pretty decent review but um but i mean that's not that's not something that's gonna move the needle again that's probably that looks to me like a game that you play with a couple friends it's it's a um, platformer but like it's it's still it doesn't make i mean it looks okay i mean i'm not i'm not bashing it it looks like it'd be a fun game it's got like seven out of ten on ign it's a nine out of ten on steam um, so it looks, I have no problem with that game. Just to me, you know, you, you have these, either these small indie games, that, which are fine, there's nothing wrong with that, or you have these mediocre games coming out that people aren't going to want to buy because it's not really worth the money. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, of course, you've got Shovel Knight and, and Spectre Knight, and those are fine, but you're still left with, you know, that that's a port, and that's something you can get elsewhere. Like, I, I don't know... Um, if, if there's any like save data or anything that carries over there, but, uh, you can't even get Shovel Knight physically. Um, you can't get some of these well, games. The other thing too, is the new DLC for Shovel Knight. I mean, wait for, uh, you know, wait for another two weeks or so. It's going to be free for your 3DS or whatever other platform you've already purchased it. Yeah. So for my, for so my the, Wii the incentive, U. Yeah. The incentive to, uh, to get that for me is like out the window. It's, it's a matter of like. I'm I'm fine with rebuying Binding of Isaac because I love that game and I'm fine with taking it on the go with me. Um, and mm-hmm. it was beset with problems at the beginning and they patched it a bunch and so now mm-hmm. it runs a lot smoother. Um, I got my Joy-Con fixed so that's back and that's working uh, fine. So <clears throat> I have no problem with that. I just have a problem when there's not a lot of games coming out for the Switch in the foreseeable future, and the games that we we know are coming out aren't give, being given release dates. So you're left wondering, okay, uh, when do we get, you know, Splatoon 2 or Arms or Super Mario Odyssey? Like we're given fall or summer or Q1, yeah. Q2, but but that's not really a release date. That's a projected like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get this game out by now. But as as we know, that games get delayed all the time, and you know they can't. Well. Like, like, I think that um, this little lull period that we're stuck in right now is kind of a victim of when the Switch launched and then when they had the uh, the reveal back in January. Because, I mean, you, you can tell that, uh, you know, they, they wanted to save some bullets for, for E3 for, for, you know, less than six months down the road at that point. So it's... It, it's kind of a... It's kind of a weird little in-between right now for Switch owners. Um... So I think that the, I mean, like I said, they're saving themselves kind of for E3. So there's they can come up with a really bombastic show at E3, uh, which sucks right now, but hopefully it pays off um, in June when they when they give us some firm release dates and new titles, virtual console, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense um, 
to leave it to dry like this. And I understand that it's mm-hmm. like they're writing off the success of Breath of the Wild. Like that's really easy to see. They're not they're not worried. Like it's it's they're just going off of how that's doing, and it's doing fine for them. They're they're you know selling out, and they're having to make second shipments. They're mm-hmm. not worried about mm-hmm. that. Um, I think uh, Breath of the Wild <coughs> they reported is now their their highest selling launch game that wasn't packed in. So not like Wii Sports or whatever. Yeah, um, that wasn't packed in ever that they've ever done, which is which is fairly impressive. I don't know if that counts just the Switch numbers or if it counts the Wii U and Switch numbers, but either way, that's <coughs> uh, that's pretty impressive. And, and I think this is one of the things that Colin Moriarty said uh, on on the Game Over Greggy Show, the Games Cast. Um, he's talking about how the Switch seemed rushed because they wanted to get it out in time for Breath of the Wild. Um, and I'd agree with that because a lot of people would have ended up buying Breath of the Wild for the Wii U as opposed to the Switch had the Switch come out, let's say, summer of 2017 and Breath of the Wild came out in March. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would have waited. And I think that they wanted to get it out. Yeah, I wouldn't have waited. I would have gotten it for Wii U. Um, I'm glad I got it for the Switch. I'm glad I got a Switch. But that that... I feel I agree with him, and that's the feeling I get when I look at the lineup. Is that they had all these games planned for summer and fall and winter, which would have hit like in succession. So you would have got like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, then you would have gotten Splatoon Two, or then Arms, then Splatoon Two, and then you know one other game, let's say Sonic or something, and then you would have hit Mario. <clears throat> and well, so see, the only thing that's the only thing that's weird about that is that they announced the release date for Switch and NX at the time, like long before they announced the release date for Zelda. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they had a confirmed date for Zelda where they were like, "Shit, we got to get this out by then." So, but I mean, when you look at the infrastructure of the Switch when it launched and like how bare bones it is, it's like I can see that point, and I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily disagree with it or discount its validity, but. It, it doesn't make sense in the same way because they didn't have that kind of date to go into. I mean, because before the, uh, you know, before the Switch presentation, Breath of the Wild still didn't have a, a release date. And that was only 50 days before it ended up actually shipping. <clears throat> That's true. So, I, like, but I can definitely, <clears throat> I can definitely see the point um, of why they did that. I, like, I, when I was watching that presentation, uh, and even before then, I was kind of getting... I was kind of bracing myself for the fact that Zelda would come out later, and I thought that they might say the Switch would come out either in the summer or November, because that seemed like a more logical time for me. Because I mean, March isn't typically a very um, a very strong month for video games, mm-hmm. so it seemed. I guess when you don't have any competition, you look better in that time. But it also seemed like a strange time to launch. Yeah, it 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 was definitely a weird time. I, it it made sense though. In terms of uh, wanting to control that month, because they basically controlled the month of March with the Switch, there was no uh, new console competitor. There was nothing that they really had to go up against. They weren't fighting uh, another PlayStation. They weren't fighting another Xbox for holiday sales. So they they, they could dominate that that market within the month of March, uh, riding off the coattails of Breath of the Wild and you know whatever other secondary game you have. And and granted. If you look at launches so far from, you know, for a, a long while, actually, like, they haven't been strong launch lineups. Um, no, I think we were talking <coughs> about this not long ago, or, like, uh, I guess the Wii, the Wii launched with Twilight Princess, which is good, but that yeah. was another Breath of the Wild kind, kind of thing, mm-hmm. where, like, half of its audience was, uh, 
Like I wrote an article a while back that a lot of people shit on before, saying <laughs> that like um, they should have delayed the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild to push more Switches out. So that was kind of a a weird launch that the Wii had too. But like before that, you had I mean GameCube launch with Luigi's Mansion and Wave Race, Blue Storm. Yeah. Um, and Luigi's Mansion was like is... 3DS even launched with like a like a Mario game or something. No, 3DS launched with Nintendo Dogs plus Cats, Steel Diver, Pilot Wings, and Lego Star Wars Clone Wars. Oh, and uh, Street Fighter. That that was the launch Sweet. launch set. Um, not even a real big third party Nintendo or first party Nintendo game. Um, mm. But even with uh, you know things like the Wii U, Wii U didn't have a strong launch. And and for the GameCube, Luigi's Mansion is a great game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. That does not make it a oh, yeah. a, a full launch game, though. And, you know, there's the debate to be had whether or not you need a strong launch lineup or if it's better to to put the console out, generate enough buzz for it with a, with, with, with a good game or with a game that can show off its uh, tech and then funnel out games throughout the year. And I think that's what they did with the GameCube. Was, mm-hmm. was Luigi's Mansion was meant as a tech demo showing the shadowing, the lighting, um, the dynamics of, of, of how the GameCube operated. And it did just that. That's that's what it was made to do, but it also functioned as, as a game. So you have that with the game. And that was a great game. The only fault was that it was short. And yeah. at that time, I mean, Blockbuster was still around, so you could go and rent it mm-hmm. and beat it in like a day and you were done. Yeah, and, and so that, again, like times have changed. Whether or not you need a strong launch lineup is debatable, but I'm just worried when it comes to seeing delayed ports of games, especially third-party games on the Switch, um, how that bodes for the Switch itself. Because you're left right now, if you want to go play ukulele, you can on a PS4, Xbox One, or PC. And I'm really tempted to just get it on PC. Because I really want to play, despite what critics are saying, I really want to play that game. Um, it looks... Yeah, well, it's not like, it's not like they're, uh, it's not like they're saying it's off. No, they're, they're just mixed. It's, it's a very mixed critic mm-hmm. reviews right now. Um, and, and I want to play the game regardless. It looks fun. It looks like something that oh, yeah. I'd love to I love, love all those have. old rare games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick it up for sure. And I'd rather pick it up physical as well. Yeah. So. And so that, that's that's where my problem is, is how long can you keep an audience waiting for a game that's already out for other systems that they probably have? Um, yeah. And, and again, this is, this is something that didn't make sense for me with LEGO City Undercover because that game came out for the Wii U and it was already, you know, had a lot of problems with it um and that's fine but that's such a weird game to focus on porting as opposed to making like a sequel that was exclusive for the switch or something like that uh, i don't really understand the draw of that maybe i i've never played the game so maybe it's a fantastic uh, freaking game but i feel like i feel like the lego games <coughs> performed okay on uh on wii and wii u maybe that's part of the reason well, I mean, they're they're fun enough games that that they're for a younger kind of Nintendo-ish uh, demographic. But well, before, well, it, it does seem like a weird thing to put all your uh, all your horses behind. It did well, but it didn't really perform well. Like I said, the the biggest problem that apparently a lot of people had with it was the the load times between games or between uh, screens. So the, somebody did a comparison video where on the Switch it's about forty five seconds uh, for a load screen. We're on the Wii U, it's about a minute. So you're waiting, you know, about a minute both times for the next event to happen in the game. And I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's like cutscene, load, cutscene, load, gameplay. I've never played it, so I I wouldn't know. I can't can't pass judgment there. But again, you know, you want to have a a good reason to go buy the system. And a lot of people are buying it for Breath of the Wild. There's there's no doubt about that. that. That's the biggest system 
mover mm-hmm. and seller. Like, there's no other reason it's people... It's got, like, buying. a 90% attach rate. Right now, yeah. The, which is crazy. There's no reason people are buying the Switch aside from The Legend of Zelda. If, if you're buying it for, like, Snipper Clippers or Puyo Puyo Tetris, then, then I, I think you're you're wasting your money at that point. Okay, so when I when I was <laughs> buying my Switch, I got there at... Uh, I got to my local EV at, like, 8 in the morning. There's this guy in front of me. I'm talking to him, and I'm like... I'm like, yeah, I'm buying Zelda, I'm buying the Switch, I'm buying Amiibos. He's like, I'm buying Bomberman. And I was like, excuse me? And he's like, I'm buying Bomberman. I was like, with a Switch? And he's like, nope. Okay. Never forget that. I just, I just don't under I, I don't understand why you would buy one for anything else right now. Um, especially because, like... Right? It, it it doesn't make sense, but that that's besides the point. It just, it just worries me that we're getting a game like Lego City Undercover, which is considered right now another big game for the the switch it's a it's another 60 dollar game um so big big release game um my my hopes and wishes would have been that uh nintendo could have somehow got mass effect andromeda on the switch because i think that would have sent a big message um despite how despite how andromeda is doing critically that would have sent a big message saying like this is a big franchise on our new nintendo console that you know, we're hanging with, with the big boys here. Well, you could debate... Obviously, that didn't happen. Yeah. That's probably just a wish or a dream, but... <clears throat> well, you could debate on whether or not that was a power issue. I think, honestly, it's because the game was in development for so long for PS4, uh, yeah, Xbox, and, and PC or whatever it's out for right now that um, diverting more resources to put it on the Switch would have just been a waste of time for them at this point because they spent so long in this game building this expansive game that, that spending any more effort on it before getting it out would have just... But it's just been a waste of time for them. So I, I don't fault them for that. It's it's EA that they'll do what they want. No, anyways. that that's my pipe dream. <clears throat> I know. Uh, that's my that's my wish. But uh, don't take this to mean that we think the Switch is doomed. Just take this to mean that we're a little confused by Nintendo's plans. Um, well, and you know what? Like <clears throat> when the 3DS launched, it had it had all sorts of problems. It had no games. It was too expensive. And, and then Nintendo reacted, dropped the price, and now it's one of their most successful systems ever, uh, with with countless uh, quality titles for it. So mm-hmm. I mean, the Switch is in its infancy. It's got all the time in the world to turn around. Um, it, it it stumbled a little bit out of the gate. It it a lot of its faults got overshadowed by. The large shadow that Breath of the Wild casts, mm-hmm. so that's good for Nintendo. But uh, but yeah, it's it's got plenty of time to to get on the right track. So we'll see in the coming months. Like I said, uh, this month um, you have uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe coming out. Um, Has been Heroes came out a few days ago. Lego City Undercover's out. So if you guys want to pick those up, go for it. Um, Snake Pass is out. Uh, Snipper Clips is a blast. It is. It's guys. great. It's, it's, if you got if you got uh, some buddies and some booze, it's a blast. <laughs> I feel like that's that's how you would describe one two switch. <laughs> if you got some buddies and some booze, play one two yeah. switch. Uh, so yeah, it, it's just it's, it's confusing, but we'll see. Um, just just wanted to talk about that a bit. So now let's get to the the meat of this episode, um, and that is the problem that is Ganon in Breath of the Wild. So. Uh, I'm going to kind of break down my article. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Um, but I re- recently wrote an editorial, um, probably about three days ago, uh, about why Breath of the Wild's Ganon is let down. And originally I thought that this was a very unpopular opinion, but apparently hundreds of you guys agreed with me on this. So uh, we're going to talk about it some more because this is a discussion that I want to have. <clears throat> um, and maybe it'll lead to some more 
uh, things that we can fix with Breath of the Wild. Uh, granted, we can't actually fix anything, but we're going to propose changes just, just for the sake of conversation. But one of the things, I'll just kind of give you a summary of what it is, um, a TLDR version. So basically, I start out saying that, that Ganon over the years, he's, he's gotten these different pers personifications. Um, in Link to the Past, Aghanim, um, always mispronounced that, so I'm probably wrong. Um, yeah, I always mispronounce it too. And then you got Ganondorf, and you've got Ganon slash Ganondorf from Wind Waker, um, Demise, Yuga, um, even Melatus is a type of Ganon, I guess. Um, but you have all these different like characters that are Ganon um, in, in, a, in a characterization, in a person. And so he's always had this personality about him. Um, mm -hmm. And in Breath of the Wild, he's built up to be this like like the ultimately cunning villain. Uh, like he's had this plan like he took over the the uh <clears throat> the beasts he was trying to resurrect himself which is why you see him um when you fight him at the very end with uh like the the teeth and and the hair and mm -hmm. like this malformed face like he's trying to to return to his human form um and so <clears throat> he's obviously got a plan going he's obviously conscious he's not just a a, a a a creature of just like a mindless creature there, there's something going on but we're never let in on that i mean we actually heard from uh, i think aonuma or someone very recently on why they chose that they just didn't want to give him a backstory and divert time to ganon um which is fine i guess that's the creative choice but it feels a really cheap cop-out because you have a backstory for like almost every other character um i in my in my opinion um and piggybacking you know, like I, I i wrote another editorial as well on my my disappointment with ganon saying that like i was worried about all these spoilers when there really aren't any you just fight ganon but mm -hmm. the the decision not to have any kind of backstory behind him i think was the single biggest weakness of this game mm -hmm. thematically um because at the end of the day like Ganon is pretty much just like that the big cloud in the Green Lantern movie. You yeah, know? he uh, he just he's there. He uh, well, I'll, I'll let you finish with your thought because I'll I'll tell you my uh, my changes I would make after. But yeah, I agree. And he he is just like again, like I said, I, I've made this comparison before. He's just like a generic villain that moves the story along. That's all he exists for. There's no other purpose for him. Um, and. One complaint I, I was talking when in my article I was talking more about like uh, Andy said thematically with uh, the problems that I have with him his characterization or lack thereof. Uh, but there's also the problem when it comes to the fight because a lot of people complain that the fight was way too easy. You're built up to these, uh, you know, like he's going to be this huge difficult fight and and everybody's going to just like it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in a video game, um, like Dark Souls level hard, especially when you fought like Lionels and those things are difficult to kill or even after you fight like before you understand the patterns of the other blights like i died to water blight ganon numerous times um and so like those thunder blight <clears throat> whipped me like i don't even know how many times they're, they're they're difficult um if you're not prepared and if you if you don't know what you're doing and you don't you go into it without any idea what you're doing um and your hand is not held at all so you're not told what their weak point are is you're not told how to defeat them you go into the fight and you don't know what you're doing and so they're really difficult. And and the Lionels, again, those are probably the most difficult enemies in the game. But then you get to Ganon. And all it really takes is some well-timed shield deflections. And if you've already gotten all three, all four beasts, um, 
then you... That's that's half the fight right Yeah, there. you half his health, which again, I don't I don't have a problem with that as much. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I do, but I don't, because that, that's very reminiscent of Majora's Mask to me, where if you get all of the masks in Majora's Mask, you can pretty much wipe the floor with Majora. Uh, see, I, I think that I think there's a difference there though, because in in Majora's Mask, you have to go out of your. No, way I know that's that's what I was about to say. Masks. Like that's a task in and of itself to do, and it's a well earned reward at the end mm. to, to wipe the floor with it. Uh, somebody in the comments was complaining. And, and even you have to do those four <laughs> little uh, mini dungeons to mm. get the mask, uh, you know, in general. So and and somebody was talking in the comments and said that, uh, um, <clears throat> it seemed like the dungeons or the uh, the beasts really weren't that difficult. And what they missed was being able to get lost in a dungeon and really confused on how to figure your way out as opposed to spending like an hour to two hours in there and just being able to get through it easily. Um, like in Ocarina of Time, the first time you played that game, you, you'd get lost in there for hours. Like people complain about the water temple because it was oh so confusing. God, the water temple. Um, and, and, and that's a joke now, but like think about the first time you played that. That was so difficult to get through. Um, but it had a reward it's, at the end. You felt accomplished, um, whereas these felt more long, like long <clears throat> before that was a meme. I was, you know, I was talking about how hard the water temple was, mm -hmm. um, and this, the dungeons were they were they were good, um, but they weren't. There was there's not a dungeon <clears throat> of that caliber in this game. Yeah. So by defeating easy dungeons, you take away half of the final boss's health. It it definitely feels like. A, for a game that doesn't hold your hand at all, it, it definitely feels like it's holding your hand in the final battle. Well, and, 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 and my theory is that uh, they spent so much time crafting the open world and, and the backstory for the, some of the characters and uh, how everything interacts that they're like, okay, well, the I think this may have been in an interview. I may be, just be making this up, but I seem to recall someone saying that it's like the overworld itself is a dungeon with its own puzzles. Um and yeah, you almost. could you could say that, um, but still at the same time, like those the, the divine beasts are a little disappointing. But aside from that, the, I felt like the reward for that really wasn't justified. But as, again, going back to Ganon, um, a lot of people complained about that battle being easy. However, there's nothing as easy as the final final boss, where it's mm -hmm. just giant pig Ganon standing in one spot, slowly slowly turning and aiming a laser that never hits you, and then get and then Zelda holding her hand saying, "Hey, look." Up there, there, like to your left, like that giant glowing spot. That's where you have to hit him. You see that glowing spot up there? Like Link, Link, look at the glowing spot on Ganon's left shoulder. Not the right one, the left one. Hit it, and then you do that like three times, and he's gone. And to me, again, like I, I, I talked about this last time. I think of the time before. One of my favorite fights in a Zelda game is is the final boss of Twilight Princess. Not because it was. You know, not holding your hand. It was pretty obvious how you did it, but because it was difficult, it was thematically um, good. Like, it made sense. And this one kind of did, because she talked about how in becoming this beast again, Ganon had given up his attempt to resurrect himself as a human and was doing it more just a last-ditch effort, which is it's fine, but something like that would have sounded better coming from Ganon. Um, so basically, my my, exactly. my whole exactly. point is that Ganon, as, as a character, was very, very, very underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. As a boss, was probably one of the weakest parts of the game. Um, and they, there needs to be some adjustment done. So let's talk about some ways that we could fix that.
uh, aside from the obvious ones, like giving him a backstory and stuff, like what are some things that we could have, that, that could have been fixed? Uh, I guess let's start with his story. Um, okay, so I have, I've singled out a couple points in Breath of the Wild that I feel you need to do before you can get to that really rewarding um, final battle. So the first thing that you're going to need to answer, and it's probably the biggest unanswered question in the entire game, is how does Ganon take control of the Guardians? How does he do it? <coughs> you need a scene showing how he does that. So later, when you're fighting him, the payoff will be him relinquishing control of the Guardians and his one big advantage is gone. So uh, I, I, I kind of wrote up a little blurb about what I, what I would have went down. I don't know if that's how you want to do it or not. Just go but, for it. Uh, this is open, okay. open mic night. So, okay, <clears throat> bear with me here, guys. I'm, I'm painting this picture. So, um, we're going we're gonna to go to flashback of 10,000 years prior. The Sheikah are building these machines. Now, I don't know how exactly, but you're going to need to introduce um, like, a, like a fail-safe or a mechanism or something that controls all of the Guardians. You're going to need to show it so that later uh, you show Ganon taking it over to explain how he can take control of all the Guardians. Because him just kind of using his magic Ganon dust to, to turn them evil doesn't make any sense. So you show this, uh, we're just, we're just going to call it a failsafe. Right? You show this failsafe and the flaw in the Guardians. This is where I would have had a physical embodiment of Ganon. Uh, be that Ganondorf or whatever. We'll just call him Ganondorf, I guess, for simplicity's sake. Um, show him getting destroyed by the people... Um, 10,000 years prior, and I would make the Calamity kind of a separate entity from Ganondorf that Ganondorf controls. So show him getting destroyed, but um, it he realizes, he, you know, he learns about this failsafe before he is destroyed so that when he's resurrected, he knows what to do and he <coughs> comes against it. That's my first thing that I would do. Uh, do you want me to keep going or do you want to... Keep going. Go for it. Throw in some... Okay. So well, okay, I guess I can kind of just interject here. That's that reminds me of uh, kind of like how he saw how they imprisoned him in Twilight Princess, yeah. and so he I used definitely took some yeah. uh, some inspiration from that, and so he used that method later to get back at them. So yeah, right, go, go on. <clears throat> so we're gonna fast forward to present day, hundred years ago. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so. Uh, Zelda and Link are training to unlock her powers um, as such. Um, now, one thing I would change is that because Zelda cannot unlock her powers, the seal on uh, Ganon is broken. Because in the game, it just kind of breaks, and Zelda coincidentally can unlock her powers. There's no kind of correlation between the two. So I think to add some weight to, to Zelda's struggle here, you want to make that a direct um, cause and effect. So Ganon is released because Zelda cannot manifest her powers. Um, the Calamity, which, which if you're staying with me here, is kind of like a separate thing from, from Ganondorf, is, uh, is not at his full form yet, but he's building power. Um, when, when he's free, Ganon uh, will activate this failsafe, which shows all of the Guardians turning against Hyrule. Now, we're talking like, a, we're talking like a Order 66 here kind of scene where like, where like all these all these uh, guardians just like bam take out the champions and stuff like that, so that you get some kind of gravitas behind what happened. Because um, I think that's something that you wanna you wanna show and not tell. All of the all of the champions told you that the blights took them out, but it kind of lacked that punch, mm -hmm. I guess. 
Um, so, so you're imagining kind of like uh, in episode three where you see everybody fighting, like uh, Ayla Sakura and Kit Fisto and them fighting the clones and then getting taken out and killed kind of adds that like moment of, oh, we're, yeah, we're screwed. Like, this is where things <clears throat> really went wrong. Yeah. You know? Um, so I think, I think that those two moments of showing how Ganon took control of them and when the Guardians turned against them are going to be critical to kind of, to kind of, because the, the whole purpose of this is to build up Ganon for mm-hmm. the final battle, right? So, um, what is next is Link is going to, you know, do his thing. He's going to go to Hyrule Castle and, uh, uh, this is still a hundred years prior, sorry. So Link is uh, is in Hyrule Castle and is going to fight Ganon, and uh, and Zelda will go there as well. Now Link Link is going to fall in battle, just kind of how he did in the field or whatever. That's fine. Um, and then Zelda is going to go and and face Ganondorf in the castle. And she's pretty much thinking like like I'm screwed. Like you know my powers aren't with me. Blah blah blah. Uh, perfectly, her powers manifest. She suspends herself and the physical. Ganondorf for a hundred years, allowing Link to wake up in the future. So, there you go. Now, this leads us to the final battle. We're gonna we're gonna assume that Link plays the game the entire same way. Um, the first thing that I would change is, uh, well, actually, before I get there, so Link is gonna go in there and Zelda and, and find these two locked in that in that seal, and so Link is gonna go and say, you know, Zelda's speaking to him and say like. Like, I don't trust myself, I don't believe myself in my powers, if I break the seal, Ganon's gonna run roughshed over everybody, blah blah blah. But finally comes to terms with her powers, and has confidence in herself, so seal's broken, bam, final battle is engaged. Now, one thing that I would change too, is instead of the chant, instead of like all the, um, the big laser coming in and taking out half of his health, make it so that when you're fighting, when you're fighting uh, the Calamity Ganon, you have, um... You have almost like those moments where you shield dodge, but instead of you hitting them back, one of the champions comes and hits him back, and that does substantially more damage, or, or something along those lines. Instead, of, so instead of it just bam, half of the health is gone. You've got to you've got to earn that moment, and every every one of the champions gets their moment of revenge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so so yeah, that's that's going to build Ganon up into so we we have a little bit of a of a more personable bad guy. Um, so the first phase, you're going to fight the Clam of Ganon. Second phase, you're going to fight the physical embodiment of Ganon. Like I said, be a Ganondorf or whatever. Um, third phase, I mean, the third phase was fine. It's just the execution sucked, <laughs> like you said. Like, it's just so easy. So maybe retinker that. I, I, like, it can stay, but yeah, it's... Do something better with that. Well, and, and so, so that's kind of my, yeah. my changes I would make. <clears throat> so I'll kind of talk about mine then. Um... And then we can just discuss them. Uh, <coughs> I'd start off by, like you said, giving Ganon a, a physical embodiment, whether that be Ganondorf or um, what have you. Um, <clears throat> I would have liked to see him, uh, whether it's, you know, betray Hyrule or uh, something like that. Um, I mean, obviously he can't, like, gain their favor and then betray them because the name Ganondorf kind of gives it away. But, um, I don't know, like, like they, there's some some way that this is started from, from a physical Ganondorf so that we see him again. Because, honestly, some people agree with me. I think the best version of Ganondorf we've ever seen is in Wind Waker. 
um, <clears throat> we see his motivations, we see why he does things, um, we really see his character there, and that's, again, that's why I'm, I'm absolutely in love with Wind Warrior, it's my favorite Zelda game, um, so I'm a little biased, but I, I think that he's the, the best version of Ganon, uh, slash Ganondorf that we've ever gotten, um, and so you have this physical embodiment of Ganondorf, and this is in the past, and um, <clears throat> maybe he's been imprisoned, uh, maybe he's uh, after yeah, we uh, I'm still not 100% sure where this takes place a lot of people say it's after Twilight Princess in that in that timeline um, so I could agree with that um, <clears throat> something happens where he's uh, freed or he's resurrected or something happens or as he's resurrecting um, maybe he's been underneath Hyrule trying to gather himself again um, so as opposed to <clears throat> This outburst uh, where he's just Ganon and he's been, and then he decides, okay, I'm gonna attack Hyrule, then I'm gonna resurrect myself. He's like, okay, well, I've been biding my time for 10,000 years trying to resurrect my body, and now here it is. And so we see the resurrected embodiment of Ganondorf, and he just takes over. Um, and, you know, at that point, again, you could show how he takes over the, the Guardians. It kind of shows how he does that. It still doesn't make sense unless they've got like a hive mind how he takes over every single guardian over, across the land. Um, <clears throat> but uh, there, there's probably an explanation for that that I just don't know. Um, yell at me in the comments if I'm wrong. But you see this... Em- but that is like the fail safe or something. <laughs> yeah, like. you see this embodiment of Ganon take take control. And so, you know, maybe he, he kills the king. And so you see the king die. And then Zelda and Link are on the run. And kind of like you said, you see each... Uh, champion fall to the different blights or different maybe enemies of or, or like boss characters uh, so you see them take him down da- take them down um, which would be like that'd be emotional like erasing the stakes emotionally because you know these like as you're re uh gaining these memories like let's say mm-hmm. you've 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 regained all the memories so you know like you, you're slightly invested in mifa or bosa and daruk and uh <clears throat> uh, gosh what uh Rivali. so you're you're invested in these characters and then you see ganon kill each one of them um like you actually see it like andy said and so there's there's more of an emotional like oh man that that son of a bitch i'm gonna kill him um i, I like i definitely think that's where you need to show and not tell because it, it builds ganon up as a as a villain yeah and it makes his come up and it's just all that's much better and uh so so you you see like his effect on this and there's a reference that Urbosa makes that, like, doesn't necessarily, like, that, that it kind of makes sense, but it just seems weird because she says, you know, there's a story that said at one point Ganon took the form of a Gerudo. Now it's personal. I'm like, shouldn't she have known this, like, a hundred years ago and wouldn't it have been personal then? Um, that's just a side note. I didn't understand that, why she's like, now it's personal, a hundred years after I learned this fact. Um... <clears throat> but then you have again you you see whether he's a Gerudo or not you have um, him as a physical form uh, and then maybe even like he he's the leader of the um, Yiga clan or maybe he's the leader of the Gerudo and there there is army I, just just something to make him more threatening um, and less you know like mind numbing really that would have been a really good idea because the leader of the Yiga clan was just a goof oh, and he was one and done. <clears throat> 
that, that could have been a really good character because you have <clears throat> this tribe, which other than that guy was presented pretty, like they're they're presented pretty well. Well, they're like they're menacing, like badass if, ninjas. If you were caught in the Yiga clan's hideout, you were pretty much done. There was yeah. there was almost no getting out of that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good idea. Maybe <clears throat> like maybe instead of Ganondorf, he could have been the guy leading that clan. Yeah, and, I like that. And so you you have some sort of threat that's more than just like this far off. You know, well, we don't really know who he is, uh, but or we don't know what he's doing, but we know that like he's orchestrating all this and he's taking over, and that way maybe like um, the Yiga are more of a threat to just everyday Hylians um, and mm-hmm. and Zora and stuff, and so you're you're thwarting them at every turn, um, <coughs> and then in terms of the final battle, uh, somebody made the comment uh, for. The final battle with with Beast Ganon, where he's like summoning guardians to fight you, um, and I th- and one of the things that I thought would be really cool, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but one of the things that I thought would be really cool is if you had to climb this Beast Ganon and attack him on his different weak points, kind of like uh, Shadow of the Colossus, and that makes thinking. that makes sense because you've been climbing throughout the whole game, so let's say that. Uh, Kind of like this, the taluses. He's got like a, 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 a stone on top of him or something, or something on top of him that you have to climb up and, and get to. Um, and maybe when Ganon like bursts out into this beast form, it does like a quick pan over him, so you see whatever it is. Um, you can't hit it with an arrow. You actually have to climb up him and and fight to it. And maybe he's like sending out those. Uh, like cursed heads that fly around in Hyrule Castle, um, but in terms of the actual, so are you? Go ahead. Like, are you okay with Beast Ganon? Like, kind of as the idea. Like, mm-hmm. I was okay with the idea of fighting Beast Ganon, just not with the execution. Are you kind of on that same? Yeah, line? I mean, I'm fine with that because I I liked how you know you you, you had to fight him in uh, Twilight Princess, and you had to fight him again in Ocarina of Time. It's always kind of a different iteration of how you fight him, except mm-hmm. in Ocarina of Time it was. Pretty much exactly like Link to the Past um, and Legend of Zelda. It's it's that the beast with the swords type of thing and magic and whatever. But you in in a uh, Breath of the Wild. At this point, this is where I'd want to see a primal Ganon, like not the cunning one that we've been built up to believe in, but like this is the ultimate evil primal Ganon that uh, is is taking over the land, terrorizing the land. Um, before that, I'd love to see you know like a sword fight. Um, because you kind of get like the volley thing you have to do in typical Zelda games with, uh, with Ganon. But, uh, again, it's, it's like a very impersonal thing and everybody, that's why I kind of base my final fight off of Twilight Princess, that, Mm -hmm. that structure. Twilight Princess isn't my favorite Zelda game, I wouldn't say, but I think it has the best final battle sequence. Yeah. And Um, it's, it's just great. It, it really played off all the different <laughs> strengths that it had because it had an emotional fight with Zelda. Mm-hmm. You utilize your wolf skills with Ganon. You utilize your horseback skills with, with Ganondorf, mm-hmm. and then it's that awesome final fight. So they could really <clears throat> kind of learn a lot from that and put it to work because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different mechanics in this game too that you can that you can pull on to do that. Well, and again, like a, a, a more personal sword fight um, would have made it more, I guess, intense because... Ganon was a personal, like on a one-on-one level. Yeah, well, Ganon was a big, big target in the first fight, um, so it's not like you could miss him, um, and it's not like he was super, super fast where he was like running around the room. Like he stayed in a pretty much similar area, um, and you could always predict where he was going to go. 
<clears throat> as opposed to if it was like Ganondorf, like charging at you full speed, kind of like in Wind Waker, uh, where he's where you're fighting him like in sword combat and you're trying to defeat him that way. Uh, that'd be much more impactful to me than fighting this, um, uh, I guess, amalgamous beast or whatever. That mm -hmm. uh, it just like is repeating attacks that you've already seen. So you're like, oh, it's Thunder Blight Ganon. Oh, it's Water Blight Ganon, Fire Blight, and then Wind Blight. It's like, oh, look, it's it's. Well, yeah, like I really liked your comments in your in your editorial. It was like, what's the difference between fighting Calamity Ganon and fighting random Hinox somewhere? Yeah, like, it, there's none. They both they're both <clears> awesome. <throat> they both have a health bar. They both say the exact same amount of stuff. It's which is nothing. It's just like they're. You could have replaced Ganon with any other enemy in the game, and it would have been mm -hmm. fine. Um, and, I mean, thematically, probably not, but battle-wise, yes. And th th there needs to be something different there. There needs to be something, like, the stakes are raised, like, gameplay-wise, where, <clears throat> uh, you know, the Master Sword is necessary, or, like, it gives you a bigger edge. That's, yeah. instead of the beasts, the Master Sword should have been the edge, because you have to have, like, 13 hearts for that, and it was an edge... Like it did give you, uh, uh, it you know, it went from thirty to sixty in terms of power, and it was it was fast. Even sixties, like kind of, I mean, towards the end of the game, sixties not gonna, you know, take that, down. A that's lineup. true, but like it, it, it's super effective against Ganon. But at the same time, that should have been your, um, <clears throat> yes, your, that should have been your incentive uh, or your advantage. And, and and the beasts maybe like they hold him in place or something for the final battle, kind of like uh, the sages do at the end of Ocarina of Time. Um, yeah. and, and the different ending would have been like, like something with, uh, with, that was a little bit more personal. Like I would have been okay with them holding him in place, like each stage taking a turn, <laughs> holding him in place so you can strike him or like striking them himself or, or whatever, rather than just kind of like the, you know, um, half of his health is gone. Well, and then like, yeah, then you have to use, you know, maybe your different powers at a different point, maybe not Mipha's grace, um, or dark's protection, but there has like the powers that you get from them. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the the champions need to have some sort of like effect there, um, so there might have been there, there could be better uses for them as well. Um, I'm just kind of imagining like, you know, a, a cinematic end where you hit Ganondorf once, and then behind you is like the ghost of Rivali swinging with you, and then Mifa, and then Urbosa yeah, and Daruk. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking <clears throat> about when I say I want them to come in and strike, like just to uh, to see them channel themselves through you mm -hmm. to Ganon. Uh, I, I also want to put this out there too for anyone that's listening, kind of rolling their eyes, like thinking that like we're shitting all over Breath of the Wild. Like we're not. Like like I love Breath of the Wild. I'm sure you love Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, there's more than enough. We spent more than enough time praising it. So just to give it some some balance with some critiques. You have too, to be so able to be critical of the us. things you love. Um, yeah. And again, the script game. We're not complaining that it's saying it's a bad game, but we we need to make sure that like. You know there there are faults with it, and and this is probably the biggest mm -hmm. fault that I can find in the game is it's their execution of, of the main villain, and <clears throat> so you're left I'm left wanting more, and a lot of people are left wanting more. Uh, how however he's explored, maybe in the DLC story we'll see more of Ganon Dorf as a character. Maybe it's a, an epilogue. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. We don't know any details about it, but I just, I really mm -hmm. like. And we need to see how this guy got control of the Guardians. That, for me, is just, like, the biggest thing, like, huh? To the whole... And if that doesn't work, like, none of it works, you know? Well, it, so that that is what I'm crossing my fingers for. Well, we... I, I, I feel like we kind of see how he does it when he, like, casts his, like, being on them. 
Um, I mean, I guess, but like, why wouldn't he have done that ten thousand years ago? That's true. And not been defeated in the first place. <coughs> that's true. That so makes... it's just it's just it's those kind of continuity things that I'm hoping that there's an answer for. But like the point is, is that you know, Wind Waker, Ocarina of Time, they didn't need extra content to to tell, tell their the story. story properly. And, and you know what? That's it's a fault. It's it's kind of like um, it's kind of a consequence of switching open to the over to the open world uh, style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. I mean, you sacrifice a lot of um, a lot of your narrative and your and your themes for the sense of exploration. Well, Nintendo does own, so. because there are a lot of open world yeah, games yes. that are just as full of story, like Skyrim or The Witcher, um, that aren't really mm-hmm. sacrificing story for. Uh, yeah, sorry. Th- this world. game in particular definitely <coughs> sacrificed that in in favor of freedom. Yeah. So. And, and it's uh, again, this isn't a terrible game. It's not awful by any means. It's fantastic, but. This is something that that needs there needs to be a discussion about in terms of, of storytelling for Nintendo going forward. Is that you like I understand what they're trying to go for? Like if if we're going based off of what they said, this is kind of like a retcon of the series <coughs> where they're saying, oh well, Ganondorf like Ganon cannot reincarnate as a human anymore. He gave that up whenever he turned into the beast form, and so mm-hmm. we sealed him away, oh, actually, or got rid of him, or something. Um, sorry, the one the one last thing that I that I put in my script doctoring, which I forgot to mention, was, um, you know, we, we get that line, um, that line of, like, he's given up on reincarnation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ganon should be saying that line, I think. Or, or just make it explicitly clear that, you know, this is it for Ganon. He is putting all of his eggs in the basket to use, you know, his part of the Triforce of power, which is also weird that we, that we don't hear about the Triforce in this mm-hmm. game, but whatever. So once you've beaten him, I would have this be the end of Ganon in Legend of Zelda and kind of move on maybe into a new villain, maybe bring back Demise, show show something like that. But have, like, the, the one thing that, like, Breath of the Wild just seemed like such a big consequential shift in the series, and gameplay-wise it was, but story-wise it didn't really match that. So mm-hmm. having that, um, having that, <clears throat> that huge ending where, like, where Ganon, is, he's finally done. So so now we can we can move on to uh, you know the next triforce of power. But we're also told that whatever, right? Ganon's not done, and then he'll be he'll probably be back at some point. Well, yeah, that was like that um, was, that's what I mean. Like it's just confusing. <laughs> well, at that point, you have to wonder like, okay, can you actually seal him away, or can you actually kill him? Because um, they they try to resurrect him in oracles in the oracle game, so that means he died at some point. But so far, mm-hmm. all we've kind of gotten the the picture of is that. He's not really dead. They just seal him away, like in a very poor way. Um, right. <coughs> kind of like I mean, in going back to Twilight <clears throat> Princess. Like that was a big consequential battle because when when Ganondorf was defeated, the Triforce left him. Mm-hmm. So I was I was hoping that that would um, replicate itself almost <clears throat> in a big, like heavy consequential moment in the game. And, and granted, so I, would, I would put that in there in terms of story. We've given these games consequence. So Ocarina of Time really didn't have as much consequence when it came out as we've given it now um, in terms of the overall narrative of The Legend of Zelda. But we haven't had a game, maybe aside from uh, like Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, that has had that kind of a you know, scale of this is the end. Like Ganon's done in the Wind Waker timeline. He's not coming back. He was killed and turned to stone and probably broken down and eroded. He's gone at the end of 
Wind Waker, and then we see a new evil arise. So there's no more him. Um, <clears throat> we kind of saw the end of him in Twilight Princess. Obviously not, if this is still on that, that timeline that Ganon came back. Um, it's just, uh, there was a lot that was made, un like, said not clearly. Uh, so there's a lot to wonder about, but also... If, if you want to you know if nothing else it lets us talk about it until the next Zelda yeah. game comes out so thank you Nintendo but at the same time you Nintendo we just want there just needs to be something if, for a game this big of this scale mm -hmm. um, story wise and gameplay wise it needs to have more consequence than um, just being a uh, <clears throat> you know it just it just happened Another and entry into the series yeah and again, it, that's not to say that it, it shouldn't be a standalone game, because it is, and it should be. Games shouldn't have to be like a Marvel film where they have to lead into something. Um, yeah, exactly. But at we've it's already been referenced multiple times in the game that this is a continuation of the story, and there's more of the story to go off of. So where, where does it go from here, or how, you know, there, there's a lot of questions left unanswered, and there's a lot of... Um, storytelling plot holes but again this is really nintendo's first big adventure into open world and storytelling uh mm -hmm. in an open world game you know and you can make the argument too like would you rather have you know an open-ended story that you can discuss and fill in blanks and stuff like that or would you rather have it like neatly wrapped up into <clears throat> a nice little package as homer simpson might say but um you know, it's. I think that uh, I would have liked somewhere in the middle, but it definitely skewered more to just unanswered questions. So. Yeah, but the, I mean, there is there is something to be said for for leaving you know something open to interpretation. <clears throat> I mean, I'm just uh, like looking at the timeline. You can see, um, you know, Ganondorf being reincarnated after Twilight Princess. So maybe this happens after. Um, Four swords. <laughs> it, it, it still at the end of the day, like <clears throat> there has to be some sort of closure, and I don't think we really got that at the end of the game because it was left unclear on what really happened. Um, mm -hmm. And even when you you go further and uh, <clears throat> at the very end, I think the epilogue, if you do the complete ending, um, where Zelda says, "Well, we need to go make sure that uh, Von Ruda is is still active." For when he comes back kind of a thing um and also to talk to king zora um but so that means I'm that a sucker because as soon as i saw <clears> that <throat> i immediately booked it over to uh to king zora yeah to the van ruda but like he you have a like obviously they're aware that he's coming back that he at some point he's going to come back so you know what what really did you accomplish um aside from rescuing zelda uh, and, and like either sealing him away or temporarily defeating him. Like, it just kind of seemed, I don't know, not inconsequential, but like, you know, all that was for nothing. Um, you, you temporarily stopped yeah. the evil. <clears throat> it kind of felt like the equivalent of Marvel's Civil War movie that they put out this year. Mm -hmm. Because it was marketed as a big movie about consequence, and at the end of the day, the status quo hadn't really changed, and there was really no consequences to the whole um, conflict that they had had. I'd say that was more for Age and, or uh, Age of Shield, Age of Ultron. Was that like the, a lot happened, but nothing happened? 
Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with Civil War, you see a split of the two factions of Avengers. Um, and so there's kind of like a change there, but I mean, you, you can kind of even view this as, uh, as the Age of Ultron of Zelda games um, in terms of story. Like, a lot happened, but at the very end, like, nothing of consequence really happened. It's, uh, it, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go next, because, mm-hmm. like, you know, are they going to return to the same Hyrule? Um, like, I imagine that you probably are, because you spent so many years creating that. To do, <laughs> to not do, like, a Majora's Mask-style game would seem, I would find it strange, and, and almost, because they, I know they, they could do it, and that, you know, hopefully it could be something different and new, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's... It, it, like at least right now they can go anywhere that they want with the next installment <clears throat> but uh yeah like it, it would have been nice to have more closure on, on what's going on i think they definitely missed like three or four like really key scenes that you needed to see that just weren't there so it, it feels like the way i mean the way that the game story was broke was laid out like all the memories were broken up into into different places which is fine, but like now it just seems like there's missing links and missing memories huh. that you just never got a chance to see at all. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I really would have liked to see Link try to take on Ganon at the very beginning because obviously at that point he was a different type of Ganon because he wasn't trying to resurrect himself. He only did that as um, after the 100 years or during the 100 years um, from what we well, could tell. I would tell. really like to see Zelda <clears throat> take on Ganon too in the castle because like... like how is she not aged a day in a hundred years? Were they sealed? How if if they're sealed? How come Ganon's still flying around the castle? Like et cetera, et cetera. There's there's all sorts of, of loose ends that uh, that could be wrapped up. Yeah. But that's that's pretty much our pitches for how to fix Ganon. We may we may not have really like conveyed a perfect fix, but uh, just want to keep this conversation going because it obviously started a lot of conversation between <clears throat> in the comments and hmm. um, between you guys. So. Let us know what you think about you, Ganon. Yeah, leave some comments because I want to, I kind of have an idea. And after hearing some of your ideas, uh, I've got a better idea of what I want mine to be. And so uh, I, I really, I'm really interested to hear other people's takes and, and see kind of what they would have done to make it different. Let the fan fictions roll. Yeah. Yeah. I can't guarantee you that if you submit a fan fiction that it will publish it. Uh, I'm sorry. No <laughs> fan fictions about Lincoln Prince Sidon, though, please. <clears throat> Yeah, no, we're good. So I think yeah. uh, there's a lot more that I want to talk about, but we're we're hitting about an hour, so I'm gonna we'll just save that for another time. Next week, though, uh, we're gonna have Sebastian Wolf, the founder of the Materia Collective, and Eric Bucols, the uh, a composer from you might recognize this from Zelda Reorchestrated and Pokemon Reorchestrated, who has recently put out uh, the Hero of Time uh, orchestration through Materia Collective. We're going to have them on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about what they do, what they've done uh, going forward, and get some of their input on uh, what it was like to make this album. Uh, if you haven't heard it, um, it's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, it's on Spotify for free. Uh, it's under Hero of Time. Uh, just go check it out. Uh, tracks that I would recommend are Spirit of the Valley, uh, Dark Waters, and Feast of the Fire Dragons. Uh, probably some of my favorites off of that album, and of course, the Hero of Time, uh, the the first track on the uh, album. I, I couldn't even <clears> recommend <throat> one track because I, I love Ocarina of Time. It's my yeah. favorite game ever. Was, so the hearing this whole thing was just like it was perfect. Made me want to go back and play the game again, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, check that out before we hit it. Uh, if you guys have any questions for them, leave them in the comments below. 
Um, I'm going to be compiling them and sending them over to them, so we'll have a little bit of time to uh, think about it. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, hopefully same time on Friday-ish, around somewhere on Friday. But yeah, thanks for joining cool. us. Have a good one, guys.